Welcome to Confessions of History Geeks, a Museum of North Idaho podcast. For over 50 years, the museum has collected, preserved, and interpreted the history of North Idaho. Confessions of History Geeks is recorded in the historic J.C. White House, which is currently being remodeled, and is brought to you by a grant from the Idaho Humanities Council. Special thanks goes to James Supp of Coronado Trading Company for assistance with this podcast. The Museum of North Idaho is a nonprofit that appreciates its members, donors, and community for their support. Enjoy the show. Well, hello and welcome to the Museum of North Idaho's podcast, Confessions of History Geeks. I am your host, Sarah Jane Ruggles. I am a local public historian and an instructor of United States history at North Idaho College. Today, I am interviewing a colleague of mine from NIC, Ryan Arnold, who is the Director of Regional Entrepreneurial Strategy at North Idaho College. Today's episode will focus on capturing some of the living history of our community as Ryan will help us understand the role that NIC has played in mentoring our local entrepreneurs, whereby helping Coeur d'Alene's commercial sector in the 2020s leave its mark on history. Ryan, we thank you for being here with us today. Absolutely. We're excited to uh, bust into it, so let's do this. Um, So I think we want to start by letting our listeners get to know you a little bit. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about your story and what brought you to Coeur d'Alene? Because I don't believe you were born here, correct? I I was not born in the Big Blue Hospital, no. So I was actually born in uh, Florida, and my parents came here when I was... Oh, let's see, in first grade, and then we moved back to Florida, and then I came back in fifth grade. So, um, you know, I went to Fernand Lakes, uh, Lake City, and then ended up graduating from University of Idaho. So I've been pretty local my whole life, but yeah, I can't claim to have been born here. So, um, yeah, it's been a really interesting experience living in Coeur d'Alene, growing up, seeing it kind of grow through like the 1990s, the 2000s. Right. Um, getting to come back here after college and then really settling down and making a career here has been a rewarding opportunity. And also, I think it comes with challenges too, right? Because it's a small town. It's your hometown. Um, you know a lot of people, and that's always a double-sided coin. So it's been a good experience. Uh, my wife and I um, really chose to settle down here after kind of looking Seattle, Portland, all the places that we thought we wanted to go. And I think it's been a good choice for us as we see we're turning into our, our 30s and almost 40s coming pretty soon, but uh, seeing a lot of our friends come back and realize that this was a really great place and is a really great place. So um, that's been a, a good sort of arc and story to see that for us. Right. I I've definitely uh, can relate to what you're doing. My husband and I did the same thing, both growing up here mostly. And yeah. Then- all of a sudden you move away and you go, wait, this place is really great. Yeah, it wasn't too bad after all, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I appreciate my parents uh, yeah, decided to move to Coeur d'Alene and uh, they ended up moving to Hawaii and leaving me here. So now I'm like the last person uh, out of my family. My brother lives in Seattle. My parents actually live in the Seattle region now, but um, I'm glad we stuck it out, uh, my wife and I. It's been fun. And can you tell me a little bit uh, more about your your journey here and how it brought you or inspired you to go into your current role at, at the college. Sure. So um, there's no clear 
I guess, path or career path to be an entrepreneurship director necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's at least for me and the people that I've worked with, um, you know, across the nation that are entrepreneur directors or something similar. Um, we've all got into it for different reasons and all sort of somewhat stumbled into it. Um, so I, my background, I went to University of Idaho. I got a major in business, which means you kind of major in nothing. You're kind of spaced out and you could do a lot of different things, right? You don't right. have a career track necessarily at that point. And I ended up going to graduate school and focusing, uh, getting an MBA, but in sustainable business. So focusing on environmental and social issues and community issues and how you leverage those business skills to really impact your communities and the things you care about. And so um, I then wanted to utilize that some sort of way and ended up uh, working here in Coeur d'Alene. And this time was right around 2008 when the stimulus package came out. Right. And so there was a lot of money towards energy efficiency at the time. And that was something I was really interested in. So I used to sort of moonlight on uh, architecture classes back at the University of Idaho and sit in on them when I was uh, also doing my business degree and just kind of had that pet project passion for architecture and engineering. So I ended up getting kind of looped into that, um, started in energy efficiency and worked my way from, I'd say, residential to commercial. From there, I ended up starting my own company and nothing grand in any sort of sense. It was a solo shop, but uh, consulting Portland, Seattle, Spokane area and becoming my own entrepreneur and through that sort of learning the bumps the bruises and trying to build a network and so that's when i really started meeting people in the region we started doing events uh, in the region so actually did some events here in the white house when it was still in the other location wow and uh, that's what spun into be what was called innovation collective and is innovation collective here in Coeur d'Alene. so i had a small hand in helping with that and ended up getting hired from a group over in spokane to continue this sort of entrepreneurship assistance work so it wasn't something I planned. Um, we were just doing events here in Coeur d'Alene for fun, trying to bring people together. Um, there was a parallel universe in Spokane where they were trying to do the same thing. How do you support entrepreneurship and innovation? How do you bring people together? How do you build that support network? And they had done a large study at the time um, in the Spokane region trying to figure out what the solutions were for their network. And basically the bottom line is they need to hire somebody full-time to sort of take on that responsibility. So. I got that first position, um, the honor to do that, and we launched a program called Startup Spokane. Hmm. I managed that for a few years. That was a co-working space. It was a lot of events. It was networking, and it was helping entrepreneurs one-on-one. So I got to meet with a lot of people and sort of connect them to the resources that they needed in the region. So that's what got me on this path. And then I personally had a kiddo, and running the morning events, the night events, the co-working space, in Spokane, coming back to Coeur d'Alene every night, and then doing it again was just not in the cards. So I ended up jumping back to Coeur d'Alene, and I took a few different little small steps trying to figure out what I wanted to do next and bumped into the college again. I'd worked with them in the past, and they said, hey, we're really looking forward to doing more entrepreneurship work here on the college campus. We have this great program that was sponsored by Avista. That was our four-credit program, and now we're leaning into all these other things, and we need some help. And so it started with a conversation and I'm on year four now of being with the college, uh, working on programs. So no way I could have planned all this, right? It was just sort of stumbling forward and, you know, using the network of the people you know in the region. Right. And going back to, um, in addition to what you were talking about with kind of bringing back your family here and a lot of, we're seeing kind of the, the gener, our generation going out, experiencing, and then realizing the the joy of coming home Mm -hmm. and, 
but I think that a lot of that has to do with the themes that we're seeing um, after 2000 in our area of this kind of this boom of entrepreneurship. <laughs> and would you agree that that Coeur commerce and small business sector has been heavily influenced in the last decade by that entrepreneurial spirit? Or uh, where's the potential that's inspired so much of us that we can't articulate? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I think there's always been an entrepreneurial spirit here in Coeur d'Alene. Um, that's sort of built into the personas that are here. And um, I think that's one of the reasons this place is really special. It, does that translate into businesses? Um, not always, mm -hmm. but I think you're hitting on that spirit or that mindset is sort of what we call it in the education world as far as how do you think about solving problems and how do you self-sustain yourself um, no matter what life throws at you. Right. So that's sort of how I talk about it when we're talking to students or to community members. But, you know, entrepreneurship is also business, right? And it's mm -hmm. launching a company. And yeah, I would say we're seeing a lot of that. Um, I think it's always been here. It's maybe not been what we would think of entrepreneurship in the 21st century where it's, you know, all high tech and it's all, you know, sort of the glossy covers of what I, you know, see all the time as far as Shark Tank goes, right? What people right. think these days entrepreneurship is. Um, at the community college, we serve everybody. Right. And so when we talk about entrepreneurship, we're talking about, you know, people that really are just doing a small side hustle, right? To make some extra income or trying to put their pieces together. Right. Um, we're talking about people who are doing lifestyle businesses and they're launching restaurants or something like a weld shop. Mm -hmm. So it's not always high tech, but I think what we're seeing is this transition. So, I mean, right now we're hearing about Zoom towns during COVID-19 and people kind of decoupling where they are in the world, um, where they work, and where they want to live. And this place is a high, highly sought-after place to live. So what I'm seeing, and I think a lot of us are, is people are moving here, bringing their careers here, and they're not ones that would necessarily have a home base in this place. You know, there's a right. industry needs sort of this hub and spoke, and it needs this energy to really build upon itself. And, you know, you see that in recruiting, and you see that all in all sorts of other places. So there's reasons why you live in a a Seattle or a Portland or a Bend or the Bay Area, right? Right. But now we're seeing you can do this stuff anywhere and you can still have your network and you can still rely on, you know, the people you need. So it's getting really interesting here. And every day I'm bumping into somebody new mm -hmm. that is somebody I never expect would have chosen Coeur d'Alene and made a career somewhere else but lived here. Right. And so thank, thank you for helping me articulate that. Because yeah, there's no it's problem. something that that you feel right. as someone who knows and is in love with this place. Right. And then all of a sudden you have that conversation with your spouse of, okay, we've got kid number two on the way and where, where do we want to be? We were in Seattle for about four years and it was just, no, I think we want to be back home. It just makes more sense. It's more sure. comfortable. And so thanks for helping me articulate how we could, uh, how our generation is coming back and, and settling and, and con contributing to our local history. So, your role at NIC, mm -hmm. I want to, I'm going to put myself in the shoes of someone in our town or region who sees a niche in our community that needs to be filled. Mm -hmm. How, what's, what are the sort of resources, you know, we talk about mentorship this month. What are the sort of resources that they could find at NIC that would help them, first of all, develop their idea and get it off the ground and uh, market it in our region? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, the community college has a, I would call a unique set of assets. And some of those things were there way before I showed up um, and sort of tried to collect them and make them a package. So what we did 
is really bannered under the idea of the NAC Venture Network. Mm -hmm. And it's all these resources that a community college might have that you wouldn't associate necessarily with entrepreneurship. But when you put it together as far as a service package or, you know, some, something that helps an entrepreneur, we have a lot of resources. So mm -hmm. a, a non-traditional, traditional example, the library. You know, it's one of those things where like, yeah, send me to the library to help me with my business idea. But when you're doing a business idea, you're doing research, right? You're understanding your market, your customers. Um, you need to know what you're doing before you start doing it. And right. we actually have a lot of business resources available that are free for our community members in Molstead Library. So as like a one-off, what people don't think even to start with are sort of those easy things that you can go into. And our librarians are trained in business resource services to help you with that market research and validation. So wow. even showing up to campus like day one, I'm like, oh, we have a lot of things here that are really valuable if we reframe how we talk about them. Right. So, you know, that would be not necessarily the first step, but one of the things. So when we look at what's on campus, you know, we try to meet people where they're at. So sometimes it's they need a full education about what they're going to do, right? And that's where we offer four credit programs. So we have an entrepreneurship certificate where they can learn the building blocks of business, everything from marketing to e-commerce to how to validate an idea wow. and go through that whole process. A lot of people have no interest in going back to school, right? And right. they just need a little bit additional help and coaching and mentorship. So our small business development center, they're a great resource. They have coaches that are on staff that are free, free for entrepreneurs and for small businesses. And they serve about 300 businesses a year in our region. You know, large ones like Stancraft, all the way down to the, you know, first day entrepreneur. So you can have an SBDC center assist you on campus. And then we do other things like with the makerspace. So we have a nonprofit makerspace on our campus. So if you want to build something, mm -hmm. and a lot of entrepreneurs these days want to build products. Right. right? 3D prototype. Print, prototype. 3D printing became really something that was accessible recently. And mm -hmm. I'm talking like the last decade where the common person could learn these skills and the software is easy enough that they can produce something. Right. So we have people in the makerspace that are making things for profit. You know, they're selling it on Etsy, they're selling it on Amazon, they're selling it in the local retailer here. Right. And so when you start putting all these things together, entrepreneurs come from all different directions and I can never predict exactly what they're gonna need as far as a package or a service or what sort of assistance they might need to go forward, but we have a lot of it and if not us, what I'd like to say is that, you know, we're a community hub, but we're linked to all these other resources. Right. So my work in Spokane and in Seattle, if I don't have it, I definitely know somebody can probably help you somewhere. And if not, then we'll just keep looking for it. And that's the kind of really fun work I get to do is I get paid to help entrepreneurs. So we have these one-on-ones and I go, all right, let's go chase it down. Let's figure out how to find the resources you need. Sometimes they're not here in Coeur d'Alene. It's still a small town. Right. But the goal is to help them. So it's really fun work to do on behalf of the college. So would their first step to getting to that sit down mm -hmm. be to go to Molstead or to contact you or a part of your team directly? If, say, I have an idea, and, and let me back up here, but when you have an idea, mm -hmm. it gets intimidating to think about who do I trust with my idea? Sure. Because, and you, and you need a safe place to go to say, look, this is where I'm thinking, it's a good one, mm -hmm. so don't take it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so would you recommend the first stop be at Molstead, or would you recommend the first stop be at your desk? Yeah, I, I would say definitely 
my desk or SBDC center, m most times they come in from any sort of direction or it's a referral from somebody they're working with on the college campus already or it's a referral from somewhere else outside the network. So right. sometimes from the city, sometimes from our local EDC or the Chamber of Commerce. So it it's really nice in this fact of working in a small community that most of us know at least roughly what we're up to. A lot of us work together in a lot of different ways, but it's sort of this dispersed network that helps us kind of get these referrals in. So I'm, I'm pretty agnostic. I, mm -hmm. I want people to start where they're at. Right. And if they have a relationship with the library, great, that's awesome. They know what I'm up to, you know, across campus somewhere else or vice versa. So mm -hmm. um, if you don't have a relationship at all and you're just looking for kind of the wayfinder, I call it the Sherpa to kind of get you up that mountain, right. I'm happy to be that re first resource. So that's, you know, where I can fit in. Thank you for doing that. And I do want to clarify that when we do refer to Molstead between you and me as being on campus, uh, Molstead Library is the campus library at North Idaho College. That is a wonderful resource, as you've uh, articulated here, to not only the students, but to the community yeah, as absolutely. a whole. So, uh, and one of the things that's so neat about this program, it sounds like, is that it's it's customizable. So... If I, just like you said, if I'm not interested in going back to two years of school, uh, or maybe I don't believe that maybe a certificate is right for me, I can still go and take one or two classes that fits what I need to know to get my, my business off the ground. Right. Or uh, if I go get that certificate, does that help with maybe transitioning to a four-year institution after that? Is that pretty good to have on your... Uh, resume, maybe for students who are coming out of high school going, I know I want to be an entrepreneur, uh, but I also want to build up my resume so I can get into some bigger schools and learn more about my field that I want to go into. Does that, is that a pretty good thing, a stepping stone for them to have that certificate? Yeah, sure. I mean, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, I suppose you don't have to give your resume to anybody eventually, right? Yeah. If, that's, if that's the goal. Right. Um, I, I would say look at it first as far as what skills do you need to succeed? Right. And does that fit for you? So a lot of people take the certificate program alongside something else. And I think that's an appropriate way to look at it. And I love that because a lot of times you're, you're really strong in whatever your passion might be or whatever mm -hmm. you went to school for. So it might be engineering. It might be art. But to add entrepreneurship to it, which is really just problem solving, right? And looking into the market and figuring out how can I leverage the skills I have mm -hmm. to do something different that, you know, maybe fulfills my lifestyle. Um, that's the sort of one plus one way I look at things. But um, yeah, you can take anything sort of a la carte as well. And I think that's the opportunity is you can return, you know, from being a student and come back to the SPDC Center later on and get what you need. And it's sort of that continuum that, you know, we want to see lifelong education in this community. And I think that's what NIC is really trying to provide. This is just one little niche around entrepreneurship. I mean, we do this across the spectrum in a lot of different ways as well. So and NIC is not the only one that offers entrepreneurship or offers sort of, you know, these opportunities in our community. So, you know, the Chamber of Commerce, I mentioned Innovation Collective does great work out here. Mm -hmm. um, over in Spokane, there's a host of programs. And so you got to find what's good for you. And we're really lucky this community in the last 10 years is starting to produce really interesting services and programs and educational opportunities to help. Right. And... So this is, this is the fun part about what we do is our, um, our living history portion mm -hmm. where we think about the historians decades from now 
who get to look back at what you and I are talking about and get a glimpse into what history or what Coeur d'Alene was like in the early 2020s. And as a public historian, I always find it interesting to look back and look at the people who were attempting to be soothsayers in the past and see if did their premonitions come to light in, throughout the decades after they wrote a journal or an article in the local paper. Uh, looking ahead for our community, what trends are you seeing in the small business sector here? Uh, and, and where do you see it going as we move forward and develop and grow? Because undoubtedly we will continue to grow. Mm -hmm. uh, not only people coming to our community from elsewhere, uh, maybe who haven't lived here before, but like you and I, the ones who grew up here and are coming back. So this, this spirit of entrepreneurship, where do you think it's gonna take us as we develop? Sure. Uh soothsaying huh and trying to figure out the future yeah. it's it's tough <laughs> and i'm gonna be recorded for the rest of my life um well all we can do is just take our best shot uh, you know? that's exactly no right, right or wrong answer it's just fun to think about yeah i know so you know the, the interesting thing that i see from my you know limited perspective but where i get to work and kind of live in this world um and sort of the timeline as well you know i'm 37 i grew up here so i got to see sort of this transition but plenty of transitions before me right right um you know the transition in my lifetime was sort of from you know resources as an economy base to tourism and that's what i remember growing up as sort of this transition and also the tension within the community about that transition and we look out to now condos downtown and right. You know, it's it's beautiful, but transitions happened here. Mm -hmm. um, what I see sort of in the next phases is not only this remote remote work piece, right, where yeah. people are choosing to live here, but also making a living somewhere else. That's mm -hmm. going to be really interesting for the region because this is a, a unique and beautiful spot. Um, but also, I think filling out the industries that have been growing for a while. So, say healthcare. Uh, you know, if we talk to right. Jenny Gilliam over at the EDC, right? Healthcare is a huge component of what our region is focused on, along with construction and other things that kind of um, serve this economy. But when I look towards our partners in Spokane, and I treat this as a whole region, you know, Spokane and Coeur d'Alene are very different in their personas and also in their economies in different ways, but we're one big hub. And when I look towards what's happening around healthcare, you know, we have two medical schools that are, you know, right next door now. That's something that wasn't around 10 years ago. We have healthcare professionals and a whole industry that's developing and kind of blossoming. And when you start to build that out in this framework of starting with just a hospital and then becoming sort of health services, and then mm -hmm. you start getting into things like uh, health innovation, right? New buzzwords, but also new people, new talent, and new companies that come from that. And so what I'm excited about is, yes, we've had manufacturing here for a long time. We've had service industry here. We've had tourism. Right. Um, but now you're starting to see sort of the development of those industries in new and unique ways because people have been working in them here for a while. They've gained skill sets, and now they're looking, how else can we do this? So a really cool example I'll lean on, you know, our friends over in Bend, Oregon, they're they got a beautiful spot too right they're one of those zoom towns and you know they have a tourism industry but also an outdoor rec industry and from that outdoor rec and beer industry and sort of what they're known for you saw some big wins the beer industry had some huge wins out of bend oregon and now you have yes. all these microbrewers mm -hmm. that are really innovating underneath things sort of filling out that ecosystem the same thing's happening here in healthcare and other things like manufacturing where you're seeing all these spin outs and so that's what I get excited about is when the big wins happen, then 
there's attention here, there's money here, and there's a lot of talent here that can create new things you can't predict, but you can sort of see what's going to happen next. That at least there's going to be really interesting things that we never thought would happen in Coeur d'Alene that are suddenly here. And I think we're feeling that right now. I see it every day with who I talk to. So that's a non-prediction prediction, right? (laughs) Of like, cool stuff's going to happen in the future. But um, I think just the maturing of these industries in our little community makes it a unique opportunity to see there's going to be some fun stuff that's going to happen. And that's what I get excited about. Why I love my job is Mm -hmm. I get to talk to people that are really on the cutting edge of stuff that's way over my head and just get to learn from them about how they got to their place. That's great. So Ryan, if someone is interested in the resources that are available to them at North Idaho college, and we've talked about the wonderful programs that they can, uh, reach out and be a part of what's their first step who um is there somebody that they can email or call is there what's the immediate who do they contact sure so it's pretty easy to get a hold of us um i've got an email address that's venture at nic.edu and also if you want to go to our website you just kind of reverse that it's nic.edu slash venture so you can check out some of the programs and resources and if you have questions Um, A lot of things change. We host a lot of different programs, but even if it's not something that we're a resource for, um, we're happy to be the first touch point for you in NIC, and we'll get you where you need to go. Wonderful. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to to talk with us and go through all the the fun things, like you said, (laughs) that are going to be happening and are happening in our community, and thank you for mentoring the people who in our area who are looking to better themselves and better their, uh, the community as a whole with what they can offer. So thank you for being here. We appreciate all your time. Thank you for inviting me. This was fun. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to Confessions of History Geeks, a Museum of North Idaho podcast where history is brought to life by the curators of the stories and culture of North Idaho. Visit the museum's website at www.museumni.org for articles about our area's history and for ways you can help us keep history alive for our future. February's theme is Black History Month. Our next broadcast is February 5th. See you then.